The following show contains spoilers for cargo. You need the right postage to send that baby. We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive... Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a postman. It's Chris. That was a terrible opener. Yeah, I know. I bowed my head in shame at that. Clasped my hand over my eyes. You got a better one? Yes. Today, um, I, I got nothing. That was better. Congratulations. Thank you. Today, Chris, we are doing the 2018 horror film Cargo, set in Australia, based on a short film of the same name that came out in 2013, directed by the same people, Yolanda Ramaki and Ben Howling. I'm sorry I pronounced any of those <laughs> names wrong. I'm bad at speaking. Australian horror film, the first uh, Australian film to be distributed by Netflix. It stars Martin Freeman and a whole bunch of other people. Martin Freeman plays Andy, a father who's racing against time, zombies, and evil people to try and save his daughter from this terrible zombie virus that is plaguing Australia. Chris, you're a zombie aficionado. Oh, I like that word. Aficionado? Yes. What does it mean? uh, You're good at stuff. Cool, okay. (laughs) What do you think of this film in terms of zombie films as a whole? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't actually realise it was a zombie film. I thought people were just sick and that he was sick and that you die after a while. And then I saw a poster for it and I thought, they look like zombie hands clawing up. And when I saw one of the zombies, I was like, yes, <laughs> it's a zombie film. I th- thought you were going to say, I'm st- I was still not convinced. Still not convinced this film. was a zombie film. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was very good. See, everyone thinks to make a good zombie film, you need hundreds of zombies and, you know, people stuck up towers and all clawing around. I thought but that's what don't. you thought. No, you can make subtly good zombie films. And this was one of them. Minimal zombie usage, but when they were used, they were used in, you know, good ways. Okay. And uh, Would it, it was very have good. been better if you'd have had a scene where they were up a tower and a hundred million zombies were around them? I mean, it wouldn't have hurt it <laughs> to have one of those scenes in it, yes. But I get the feeling this was a lower budget film, hence the uh, the rural settings and the minimal cast and everything. But nonetheless, that helped the story and it made it very good. I probably will watch it again. Because you've, you've said before when we talked about the trailer for this that you were looking for a, another good zombie film to yes. kind of sink your teeth into. Now, was this a zombie film or was it a film with zombies in it? Oh, it was a film with zombies in it, yes. Yeah. Because uh, the primary focus is not surviving the zombie pandemic because your main character's infected anyway and he's gonna is gonna die. He gets bitten very early on in the most stupidest way ever. <laughs> that's that's my one issue with this film, how he gets infected. I didn't like that. And uh obviously he's only got forty eight hours until he turns. So he's trying to find a safe haven for his daughter. And that's what the main focus of the film is, isn't it? It's a um trying to find a secure, safe area. And of course everybody encounters there's a problem and I was like, oh this is well, they're going if, along this whole dynamic. If the film resolved itself after the first meeting and he just found a nice person immediately, then that would be a fairly short film no because we get an actual 48 hour long film where we watch every hour of his life would you have 48 hours to spend on a film like that yes would you have 24 hours to watch a 24 style film i reckon i could okay would you though yes in the name of movie going experience science movie science (laughs) yes i would i don't think you would i think you'd fall asleep (laughs) at hour two yeah no the the it's not a zombie film it's a film with zombies in it like you said um, and the main sort of um 
thread is what do you do to save your kids what you've, the relationships between the the characters in there because we've got two sets of father daughters martin freeman's andy and rose as well as um twoies uh and so willie or thommy he says two twoie. Twoie. so I'm, I'm gonna say that but if it's wrong right it's fine say it how you want okay and the dad uh willie willie yeah who they're both um native australians aborigines uh Tui's dad has already turned into a zombie but she's keeping him sort of contained locked up in a sort of cave uh she's giving him a bite so he doesn't um if he gets loose he's not gonna attack her and um yeah so it's it's kind of foreshadowing or like showing how far you'd go to protect your family and there's also a nice not nice it's horrifying but there's a bit where how far would you go to save your family? Would you kill them? Sort of mer- a mercy killing and sort of that. It's questioning. What would you do to save I wouldn't or protect do that. your family? That was family? a bit over the top, I thought, that scene. It was a bit, there wasn't was no, it? No need for it. I get that he was infected, but they probably weren't. They were fine. Yeah. The actor that played that guy, the the River Father, was... Mm. I think he played Martin Freeman's role in the 2013 short oh, version really? of it. Yeah. Do you think he had a bit of resentment and he was like... Or gets made into a fucking feature film and I'm stuck as a side character and he gets two scenes. It's not like he just got a walk-on part. He had a gun flash scene when they were on the boat. Then he had a, a talking scene that was Don't a couple you look of minutes. At me. <laughs> show you show my, my gun. gun. And then he had a kill family and run after Martin Freeman to say so when he killed himself nearby he would have the gun. I thought he was gonna like shoot Martin Freeman at first. I was worried about that, yeah. Yeah, because he was like, I'll kill you too. Um, bring mercy. He wasn't. He, he wasn't like that. He was saying, "Hey, I'm gonna use these six. I'm gonna use four of these six bullets to kill me and my you family." Take the yeah, you're clearly ill, and this world is messed up, or Australia's messed up. We don't know how far the zombie outbreak I think it's goes. Just Australia. It could be, yeah, because it's not explicitly said where the outbreak came from, but it's kind of hinted at, or that I was taken away from it that. It was brought on by the fracking, maybe? Possibly. Do you reckon? It's a long shot, and it's never explained. Because of that one scene where he looks at a little drilling post and that's got a flag on it that says, frack off. Sort of. And also the other Aboriginal people, there's a character called, um, who is called by Tui, the clever man, who goes in flashbacks, hey, this land is sick and you're not helping Willie because Willie's one of the um, workers in the the gas gas company. So it could be that when they were fracking they accidentally brought up some kind of airborne virus that takes over and there's probably like other fracking bits around australia and that might be how it spread uh, it's, it's a long shot and any theories are, are, are good you know a mad scientist could have done it. it it doesn't matter that's not the important thing it's it's the character so we'll yeah. find out in the second one cargo two first class delivery i don't want there to be a sequel so <laughs> i hope not but no, back to the, the to the Rither dad. Yeah, he's not going to kill them. He's, again, yeah, mercy, save your daughter, the pain of being torn apart by you and other zombie creatures. Yeah. That's the kind of narrative thread, and it's, it's powerful stuff, isn't it? Did you think it was powerful? You're known for having a heart of stone. Were there any moments that made you go, oh, like the, the Grinch, your heart grew a size? Any moments? Not particularly that I can think of, unless you you suddenly say one I forgot about. Martin Freeman's demise. Well, 
I thought at first it was a bit sad, and I thought it was funny afterwards the way they were riding him. Yeah. So I chuckled I at that, and it, any uh, feelings of sadness after that vanished. The ending shot, when it shows his um, where they've buried him on top of the tree. That's good. That's powerful. That was... Um, it kind of reminded me of um, Logan. Spoilers yes, it for Logan. Were, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say who was buried there. Oh, Andy. <laughs> Spoilers. Yes. No, in Logan. Oh. Well, fucking Logan. Ah, <laughs> oh, you spoiled. <laughs> that was very uh, yeah, Logan-ish. Yeah, with the mobile above him made of the fishing stuff, yeah. But then I was disappointed because I fast-forwarded after that and there was no after-credits scene. Of course there isn't. It's not a Marvel movie. Every, other everything. Well, you going to say everything's a Marvel movie. <laughs> it will be soon. Everything will be Disney. Yeah, true. Not cargo, though. Not cargo. Never yeah. cargo. Maybe Fargo, but not cargo. <laughs> I was telling, I told a friend that we were doing a cargo with Martin Freeman and it misheard me and thought, you're doing Fargo? Cargo. Martin Freeman was in Fargo? He's in a, the first series of the... So he is in Fargo, so... Yeah. I you see you, the confusion. I think you did say Fargo. I said cargo. We should have done Fargo. Maybe later, but... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there are a lot of zombie tropes in this film. It doesn't do anything particularly new. It does things well, like the character developments, but... As far as adding things to the zombie genre, it doesn't do too much, does it? Or does it? What do you What do you think of the zombies, first of all? I like the zombies. Classic, you're walking zombies. We haven't got the uh, sprinting ones who, you know, don't need to breathe so they can sprint for years or whatever. We got the we got the calm walking ones, easy to outrun ones, but can overpower you in a horde type situation. You never really get a horde moment, though. No, I, I guess that's because they're in the outback and it's so spread out, isn't it? They're never going to come together. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were. Uh, I thought they were good. I like the zombie kits that I'm guessing the government sent out before they collapsed. Of if you're bitten, here's a watch to see how long you got left, and then here's a spike that you used to kill yourself at the end. Yeah, that's a, a brutal, isn't it? And they, I'm not sure how long it's been since the virus took over, but I believe it's a couple of weeks. Ruthlessly effective that they managed to get out these kits. Makes you feel like Spikes. they already had them, didn't they? Like. They had them in stock waiting for this to happen because they knew what the fracking was going to do. <laughs> it's a conspiracy by Australia. Australia would never do that. They're too chilled. That's a very un-Australian... What, the killer spike? Salute. Yeah, the killer spike. <laughs> At first, when they got them out, I looked at it and I thought, oh, maybe it's like an injection thing to slow the virus. That's why oh, they no. sent them out. And then I, when she activated it and a huge spike came out, I was like, it's a big needle. And I looked at the leaf when she had the leaf and I was like, they're going to stick it in their head. And I was like, what? Oh, it's going to kill them. That makes more sense. Yeah. And I suppose, as a last resort, that's as humane as you can do it. Cause I wouldn't if, do it. If you're in, I know you wouldn't. You'd, I'd be like, let's go zombie. You'd, you'd enjoy turning into a zombie and feasting on the flesh of your fellow humankind. I'm coming for you. I know. I look forward to it because I get to bash your head in with a bat or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great when you eventually turn into a zombie. As far as like uh, preventing yourself turning into a zombie, that's pretty effective, isn't it? It's compact, small, it's not overly complicated, and it's one and done, if done correctly, because they point out your temple, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they tell you. Can you pull the blade back into it? Or I is think it just you could push one? it back in. I think it's yeah. multi-use. <laughs> multi-use? Yeah. <laughs> The reloading process will be a bit tricky because you can't push it in with your hand because, you know, pointy. Unless you can't pu- push it in at all. I'd, I'd imagine you can. Yeah, it's, it's probably spring-loaded. Okay. Well, okay. Multi-use. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So cool. once you use it, you can use it on somebody else. Yeah. I mean, if you've used it on yourself, 
and you survive it, you're like, no, <laughs> you get a second go. Yeah. As long as you've not hit the part of the brain that controls your motory functions. Or what? You're conscious, but you just can't move. Or you can't control your limbs. Oh, God. And then the zombies. Oh, my. What a horrible way to die. You on two hours sleep. That's what function you're left with. Ah. Anything else to add, Chris, or shall we wrap up? The only issue I had was how he got infected. But other than that, it was um, it was actually really good. I was I was pleasantly surprised at it because I thought, oh, no, it might be a bit on the crappy side. And I thought, well, Martin Freeman's in it. And, you know, Martin Freeman normally does quite good yeah. stuff. So. And he, he does really well in this. Puts in a good stellar performance. He puts in a cracking performance. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't go Australian. It was El Natural. Natural, yeah. natural. Uh, Australian El Natural. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no. So give it a watch. Oh, yes, definitely. Very good. I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Don't go in expecting anything groundbreaking or revolutionary. Or gory. The, the gore level's not too high on this film. For a zombie film, that is. No, yeah. Again, it's a film with zombies in it, I yeah. think, where we're The saying. core focus is the survival aspect. The, the people. relationship yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, good. The the character arcs. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the reason I stopped walking, watching, sorry, The Walking Dead, because I got bored of it. People? You yes. hate people. <laughs> okay, cool. We are survival experts. I allegedly. Have been known to get out of a few situations. Yes. Let's weigh up, Chris, the I'll pros and cons mm-hmm. of living or trying to survive a zombie apocalypse in Australia, the outback specifically. Because it's a unique location for a zombie survival situation Uh, because we've had countless films about you're in a big city and there are millions of zombies and they're all gunning for your brains so this presents a a unique challenge because you're not just surviving the initial threat of zombies you're also having to survive in the outback which is tricky enough on its own because it's filled with horrible creatures that want to poison you the heat is extreme and occasionally you meet a, a fracking worker that has gone slightly mad. So I've listed a bunch of pros and cons, but first off, benefits, Chris, that you see in surviving in the outback. Well, the first biggest benefit, and possibly also your greatest weakness, is the rural location. Big open area, very rural. Not that many zombies as a result. But then, not many locations. It's very sparse between a lot of walking with not necessarily a lot of supplies. However, at the start of the film, I think they do it very well. They're on a boathouse, and uh, Andy even goes to a yacht and successfully retrieves a ton of uh, resources, food, whatever, to keep them going for months. Had they just stayed on the boat at that point, that would have been the best survival thing. Yeah, definitely. So Andy, he starts off with a pretty good survival plan the zombies can't swim you're on a boat so you've got basically a guide rivers have been used for years and years to guide people to settlements and settlements are usually placed near rivers and and things for like fishing and trade and and whatnot so they had a good initial survival strategy Uh, they were worried that they'd run out of food like you said it's hard to come by uh, settlements and resources in the outback, which is strange because they, in the film, they always kept seeming to walk into like hospitals and abandoned villages and I don't think fracking posts. Very far. Everything seemed situated close, didn't it? Yes, which is odd because the outback is known for being massive. And uh, w- one thing you've got to watch out for is getting lost because it's a massive place with not very many landmarks. And it's hot. You've got to beware of getting lost and getting turned around and not being able to find your way back. Which isn't so bad if you're in like a city because you go, hey, that's a building that I recognise. Or street names and things. Maps and sat-nav. I'm not sure how good sat-nav would be in Australia. The entire outback has 4G. (laughs) 
It's fine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. Any other benefits of what Andy did? I mean, the boat thing goes well, but then as soon as um, Kay, his wife, gets infected. Yeah, we, we, we're blaming her for that. She yeah. went aboard the yacht. He'd already ransacked that successfully. There's no need to go back to it. Well, to get a razor. First off, if you're Andy, would you probably warn her that, hey, when I was on that boat... I heard a bump behind her door. Yes. Well, I can see why he didn't, because when he told her she'd go on it, she was instantly pissed off and looked worried. So he thought, you know what, I'm just going to say it was fine. I won't tell her about the bump. I don't want her to worry unnecessarily because we're parked quite close or moored quite close to it. Are you using nautical terms? Yes, I'm good like that. Well done. Uh, so he probably didn't want to worry her. So I can see why he didn't tell her. But at the same time, he's an idiot for not telling her because it leads to everything happening. Yeah. She goes aboard to get a fucking razor. She gets bit. Also, would you have used that razor? No. It's been in there for how long? It's probably rusty, got river water infection. If he cuts, cuts himself. himself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's dying of something that isn't zombie related. No, he's got parasitic worms in him now. <laughs> you know, that, that type of thing. If he's lucky. If he's lucky. Ooh. And then <laughs> I would not have gone but bought back, you know, for a razor. You you would have warned her or I would maybe have been like, sailed away a bit? No, probably not even sailed away because if it was a human and I reckon they would have came out sooner. Yeah, and because, said, uh, hey. Yeah, because the human would have anticipated another human because you wouldn't get a zombie swimming over and climbing into there. So I'd have been like, oh, there was a bump there. So I quickly got out. I got this stuff. It's fine. We're not going to go near it again. We're going to chill here for the night and we're set off. And it would be a very boring film as a result of it. <laughs> but, you know, they would have they would have made it out. They would have, yeah, yeah. But I always think that's a good thing, getting hold of boats and stuff. We Very r- rarely do we see a lot of boat action in zombie yeah, films. Yeah, because it's so easy. I know, <laughs> and but... it's what smart what people, people do. Would do. No, everyone's got access to a boat if they steal it, so... I bet Andy stole his. Well, we know he stole he it. He did, yeah, because there's a bit of dialogue. You've never been on a boat in your life. <laughs> He's doing bloody fine with it. Yeah, he did all right. He's a quick learner, yeah. Any more downsides to... So many downsides. I mean, we've listed a bunch. Yeah. So getting lost. Animals, exposure, the vast distance. Yeah, lack of supplies. Other animals as well, like poisonous animals. I mean, it's good for hunting, but do you really want to try and fight a crocodile? Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) To prove I can do it. A zombie crocodile. Ooh, yeah. Do the animals get infected in this? Probably not. I know, because in some zombie things, you get sometimes you get the zombie animals, yeah, don't you? Yeah, not in this, though. No, okay. The biggest thing he's got, actually, is uh, Rosie the baby. Babies are the worst things to have in zombie films. Because, you know, they start bawling their eyes out. They're crying. It attracts attention. Especially when you're trying to hide and a zombie's nearby. You've got to constantly look after the baby. The baby's not going to think, oh, quickly, I need to go over here to do this or whatever. I don't see any positive to having a baby or young children with you in a zombie apocalypse. Rosie's... Andy's responsibility, so he's oh, not yeah. going to uh, sacrifice... Oh, yeah, it's the whole storyline, but... Y- yeah. It's probably his biggest weakness, uh, besides the fact he's bitten. It's his biggest weakness, but it's also his motivation for continuing. Yes. So, if if he didn't have the baby, and then when the whole car crash happens, and he's trying to get Kate to some sort of medical facility, and she gets bitten, she dies in the crash, she turns, and then he gets bitten... I think he would have just given up and ended it there and then if Rose wasn't there. But he wouldn't have been bitten if Rosie was not there because he turns around to grab her out and that's when she bites him. Yeah, it depends on how... Because we see him get bit and then it's a snap cut or a jump cut to him outside. He's been bit, he's got the baby and he's thinking, okay, I have to man up and put Kay out of her misery. But we don't know 
how we got out we don't see maybe he had to climb over k maybe his door wasn't working we don't know because that car gets pretty messed up and even a small bump can mess up a car if it's not yeah. in the best nick so yeah i do see where you're coming from though because k is pinned into the car seat she's been impaled by um a branch yeah so she can't get out or anything yeah so i don't think she would have necessarily been able to turn around and grab rose the baby no i mean she turns initially doesn't he he panics and grabs or goes yeah. to the baby which is why she bites him because he puts his fucking arm right in front of her face so had rosie not been there he would not have turned around to get it Kay would not have bitten him. He would have gone out of the car unbitten. Let's assume he did. If he could get out of the car. Yeah, well, but Rose is there. So what do you do in that situation? And don't I, say abandon the baby. No, get out of the car and open up the back door and take the baby out. Which I'm guessing is what he did after he got bit initially. And he was like, oh, I should just do it this way because it's easier. And then I would but have there taken... is that initial panic of I know and that's she's turning that's why and that's he gets what yeah and that's and nobody's immune to that kind of parental panic yeah it is a up. it is an instinct so you see someone coming t- towards your baby you jump in front of them that's yeah. that's the instinct isn't it but had that not happened I reckon he would have got Rosie out and but it did happen so got back to the boat and continued on their way but zombie K probably could have reached and it wouldn't have been able to bite Rose but there's enough clawing action that she could have done some damage to the yeah. baby or hurt the baby. So he did the right thing, sort of. There, are, There's probably a better way he could have done that. What do you think of the zombie look, by the way? The sort of honeyed over eyes. I enjoyed it. I stuff. thought it was good. It was refreshing. Because normally with zombies, once they get bit, you get a lot of decaying skin type thing going on, don't you? This was a refreshing change. This was yeah. honey zombies. Like a glazed ham zombie it, yeah it does i mean when some of it was in the car and i was like that honey there's a honey everywhere <laughs> yeah it's kind of a ooze a sap a sappy sort of ooze thing. yeah do you know what andy's denial was also a big issue in this after a cave's bitten he refused to believe it was a zombie bite when he was trying to convince himself it was an animal that bitter it was clearly i think human at some thing. point yeah he does on the boat he's trying to brush it off as oh maybe it was something else and it had fingers andy and then he goes fuck and he's he's not like trying to kid himself the whole way he's like trying to keep k's spirits up like we'll go to our we'll find this medical facility they'll do something to make you better so he's trying to keep her spirits up and his spirits is probably denial but again he's doing what he can to save his family rather than shooting them in the back of the head which is what river dad did so he's he's doing all he can and river dad sort of lost hope he sort of goes hey i'm i'm dying so the kids and the wife's probably better off if if i'm not there to protect them then they're they're gonna get at so i mean martin (laughs) shows up so maybe they could have teamed up and we don't know if they the kids and the wife river wife were a bit so yeah i think that's what he's doing he's he's you know He's going on an adventure, <laughs> to quote the Hobbit. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's two chances. That that point when she's bit, she could have been put on a boat and gone on her own way or whatever, or he could have just waited until she turned on the boat and taken her out then, because he he takes her out when she's turned anyway. Yeah, and in the whole car crash bite thing, if we'd done the either of those two things differently. Him and Rosie would have still been good and strong. Yeah, I mean, Rosie makes it through. Well, of course, they're not going to have a graphic scene of the baby being bitten, are as they? As much as you would have... No, I enjoyed the baby. You enjoyed the comedy I didn't, there was a lot of, of crying. Oh. The, baby the baby was well acted. 
The baby did well. Yeah. Oscar for the baby. Oscar for the baby. Oscar for the the actress that played Tui because she's she plays a very important role in making sure that Martin Freeman gets through the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, he runs into a Vic who was a worker on the um fracking gas works and his sort of wife prisoner hostage. Hostage. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, Vic's whole MO is zombies are here now, but eventually the world's going to, or Australia, I keep saying the world, eventually Australia's going to get itself back on track and I'm going to stay here with the fracking. And then when people go, hey, we need energy, I'm going to sell it to them. So he's profiting from, he's trying to profit from the chaos that's unfolded. Eventually, he, he well, he he's also trying to off the zombies as well. He puts um, aboriginals in cages, including Tui and the clever man, who vanishes from his cage. We're not sure how he manages the to clever escape. man. He's very clever. Uh, Freeman eventually goes back and tries to save Tui, gets her out of the cage. Vic's wife, hostage, jumps in front of a bullet meant for Andy and saves them, and they manage to escape and. Yeah, they bump into Vic again, and I think they have a, a tussle in a old in a railroad tunnel. Yeah. tunnel. I think Vic catches a bullet, and so does Andy, speeding up his dying process and being turned into a zombie. And then we get the uh, let's ride a zombie kind of. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, let's funny. face it, it looked well, a bit silly. He's got the thing in his mouth, hasn't he? He's got the guard piece in his mouth so he can't bite. His hands are bound together. He's got goopy eyes so you can't really see properly. And just hold the meat on him and there. Uh, it was clever, I thought. It, it was, a was good way. clever, but it did look a bit silly. I mean, at this point, too, he's been had a head injury from her fight with Vic. Um, so she can't really walk anywhere. She's disorientated, so she can't really go anywhere. And as a zombie, Martin Freeman, you know, unlimited stamina sort of. He doesn't feel the pain. He's not a running zombie, but he'd walk chasing that bit of meat on that stick for a while wouldn't mm. he until whatever happens he realizes meat on his back yeah yeah <laughs> it was a clever idea looked a little silly but the emotional ending of them eventually finding Tui's family and the clever man and spraying the perfume which is k smell it calms the baby there's a note of familiarity when martin smells it and then Tui lets the clever man put Martin out of his misery. It looked like he was stabbing at the neck. I think it was meant to be the head. Because you see, like, throughout the their travels, that there's burnt bodies with spears and heads yeah. and, and stuff. Headshot. Yeah. What do you think of the weird zombie hibernating thing during a day? They bury their heads in the sand, or they, like, the ones in a tunnel were sort of like a, a weird trance thing. They didn't even realise people were there. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a creepy imagery with the the heads in the sa- in the yeah. sand. It was it's weird. I don't know what it's about, what biologically it would be about, but no. yeah, it was definitely made for some creepy and strange. Yeah, it was good. I, I liked it. As shot. Although the bit in the tunnel when they were going through, and I thought, oh my god, if they make too much noise, the zombies will turn around and attack. No, that wasn't the case. They were completely out of it because Vic turns up and starts smashing their heads in, making as much noise as he wants. Yeah, and they don't even react. Yeah, it's a bit a bit weird. Again, again, you don't really need to know the origins of the zombies or what they're doing they're being creepy that's what zombies do <laughs> so it was it was fine yeah rose and tui managed to make it back to the tui's family and lo and behold there's a whole bunch of survivors that have been surviving in in the outback and scraping out a living 
Well, you know Rosie's going to be fine there. Yeah, unless they eat her. They won't. I'm joking. What? <laughs> I'm joking. And there was a nice moment where um, on her belly she had thank you written on in the in the powder that apparently the, made the... It masks her smell or something. Like, yeah. I thought it was a really strong sunblock. <laughs> okay. Well, no, because, you know, it's still the mask of smell, but I thought it was a sunblock because you can... Sun- uh, but I'm not sure what it was. They didn't say, did they? No. It was just a thing that hid the smell. And then at first, when they first showed I thought too, he was just wearing face paint or something. But there was a practical... Yeah, used to it, yeah. Yeah. But he didn't... Martin Freeman didn't need it because, as you said, you already smell like him. Yeah, he was smell turning... like death on the inside and honey. <laughs> honey on the outside. <laughs> and Anything else on the survival aspect? Martin did pretty much everything he does a very right good job, ap- yeah. apart from that one moment. And he had the plan. Would you have come up with the meat stick plan? No, that was very good. Um, I would not, know. I'd have been like, take the baby. I'm giving you a five-minute head start. And then, then I'd I'm change coming for and your I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming for both of you. <laughs> but no, I would not have had the uh, meat stick plan. Because when he starts to change and he starts pulling the dirt back, and I thought he was going to bury his head. And then Tommy puts Rosie, she's in like a backpack holder thing on his back. And I thought, what's she doing? What's she putting the baby back on him? Yeah. Is that the change? I was like, is she just going to fuck off and leave yeah, them? Yeah, that's what and I then, thought. Um, then they saw the whole carrying thing and I... I had a little giggle to myself and I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a powerful moment, but it's taken away a bit by the sheer silliness <laughs> of it. But no, yeah, it's a really enjoyable film. I'd say enjoyable. I mean, it's dour and depressing, but in the way that you want it to be. It's yeah, It's it got a punch. It's not dark for dark's sake, but it's uplifting at the end. Chris, shall we move on to the news? You have news? I do have news. Not much news, Chris. Mostly directing news. Uh, well, two bits of directing news. Because, you know, a lot of other things have been happening in the movie world that I don't really want to dwell on. Harvey Weinstein, that twat's been arrested and charged with some nasty things. Good. Did you see who the latest actor was to be accused? Yeah, uh, Morgan Freeman. That broke got, my heart, that did. accused of uh, some sexual harassment cases nothing to the level what weinstein has been doing but enough to disappoint everybody on the planet morgan freeman yeah shame on you tut tut but let's look to the brighter side of the world of news chris you've probably heard this there was a rumor going around a few months back that danny boyle was writing a treatment for the 25th bond film and it was confirmed this week that danny boyle would indeed be directing the next Bond film, and Daniel Craig's last Bond film. Which has been pushed back by a whole year. Yeah. Due to Daniel Craig's wife becoming pregnant. Yes. Congratulations, Daniel Craig. You'll you'll not hear this, <laughs> but, you know, well done. They met on a film set. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Do you think the baby will have a film-related name? Yes. John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, yeah, Danny Boyle, uh, uh, Bond film. Are you excited for it? What else has Danny Boyle done? I can't remember. Uh, Many, so many things. Sunshine, 28 Days Later. um, Oh, 28 Days Later. Train Spotting. Zombie, (laughs) zombie Zombie Bond Bond film. No, yeah, he's done, he's done loads. He also has directed Daniel Craig before in the 2012 uh, Olympic Games opening ceremony. <laughs> what time? <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? There was a scene where James Bond collects the Queen. And and they, they parachute out, don't they? Yeah, they go I don't think it was the Queen parachuting. What do you mean? It was clearly her royal match. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. We're tight. Me and the Queen. Queenie. Queenie. <laughs> yeah. 
we're not. We've we've never met. <laughs> My schedule's been too busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be an appropriate end to. Unless the film's terrible. <laughs> well, it can't be any worse than Spectre, which sort of went off the rails. Is Christoph Waltz coming back? You don't know, but would you like him to be back and for them yeah. to end the whole Blofeld thing? Until the next film. Yeah, he could come back for a, a few creepy interrogation scenes. Sort of like a Jokery thing, yeah. maybe? Or like a Hannibal Lecter where Bond is hunting... Another somebody else, and he goes to Blofeld, and he's like, I need your help to find him. And Blofeld's yeah. like... <laughs> Lava beans or kidney beans, what the fuck he says. No, yeah, and so it could be like, take note, Danny Boyle. Uh, they've they've destroyed Spectre, but there's one rogue Spectre agent and played by um, uh, let's say William Defoe. Oh, good shout. I don't think he's a monstrous enough though. You- Henry Cavill. <laughs> what <laughs> with a mustache <laughs> i'm just going by the trailer of mission impossible fallout so henry cavill's specter agent is running amok and daniel craig has to interrogate uh christoph waltz and there's a back and forth and then there's a hannibal lecter moment where he escapes fun predictable but yeah what do you mean predictable it's like it's never been done before instead of a nice chianti it's a marmite on toast. <laughs> I was trying to think of the most British thing. I should have said tea. You should have said tea. It's too late now. <laughs> it's out there. So yeah, I'm excited for that. You're yes, Bond of a Bond film in it. You're Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Next bit of directing news: James Mangold, director of Logan, a good film. Would you agree? Better in black and white, but yeah. Has been given the rights or been given the go-ahead to start with uh, directing a Boba Fett solo film. Boba Fett solo film. Boba fucking Fett. (laughs) My God. When are we getting the (laughs) Obi-Wan one? Not excited then? I'm okay with it. It's about the same level as as knowing we've got this Han Solo one. It's like... Yeah, it's another Star Wars one, but it's not. Yeah, but it's James Mangold. Does he not but excite you? Ewan McGregor no, but as Obi Wan. <laughs> but does James Mangold excite you more than Ron Howard? Ron Howard, who's directing the the solo film. He's Ron... an old man now, isn't he, Ron Howard? He's, Everyone's he's an gray. old man eventually, Chris. But no, everyone becomes Howard, old men. <laughs> Howard, he he's directed the. Um, Dan Brown, uh, Robert Langdon films, the Da Vinci Codes oh. and, and your Angels and Demons yeah, and your, yeah. your whatever. And they're, they're fine. They're not exciting action films. Ron Howard's also done a lot of other things, but those are like his modern action kind of films. Doesn't Ron Howard more indie films? He's He's not necessarily punchy, crunchy action stuff. But no, I'm more excited for James Mangold to do this but again disney have been they took off lord and miller from uh solo because they were doing too much of their own thing so i don't know i'd I'd like to see a, a james mangold boba fett kicking ass taking names film uh will you? it be him surviving the sarlacc pit though because he supposedly does survive that uh, well in legends it's not been done want... in canon but i would i would think it would be before that and i want like a john wick in Star Wars. What, going around killing people at close range of blasters doing kung fu fighty shit? Yeah. 
Tell me you don't want to see that. I want the film to open up with him in the Sarlacc pit being like, you want this? You're going to have to chew on it or something. <laughs> and then like, I don't know, flame throwing the inside of the Sarlacc. And then he climbs out. Everybody's gone, you know. Uh, what's his name? Jabba the, the Hutt. Hutt. Yeah, yeah, he's dead and everything. Boba gets out and he's like, gonna go get my revenge now. And the entire film is him trying to find Luke, which he never does. No, and it, he'd be after Ham. And we know how that film ends with Solo living to a nice old age and eventually being stabbed and falling into a pit. Yeah. So I think a prequel thing where he's like after a tough bounty would... I'd be open to that more than him being brought back from the dead, essentially, so... He never died. It was not He got chewed up and digested over the course of a thousand years. He also wasn't alive for a thousand years, though. (laughs) How do people get in contact with the show? Ah, well, they can email us at wecouldsurvivethat at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive. And guess what? If you're listening to this, downloading it or streaming it or whatever... You've already found us. I don't like the way you say that. It's real creepy. When That's you the look effect at I go for, yeah. Yeah. You found us, you've... baby. I know oh. you could never leave. Do you hear me in your ears right now? <laughs> Tell a friend as well if you like the podcast or you think that they would like it. That would be helpful as well and, and subscribe and stuff. Uh, next week, Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, but until then, people do what? Keep on surviving the zombie pandemic in Australia. And don't touch anything that looks like honey. And never leave your boat. (laughs) Goodbye.